Hello, hello, mama. I hope you're having a glorious day. I know I am because I get to talk to you. It truly does make my day. I love these days where I get to work on the business and yeah, just spend time with you. It's so great. So I am excited to be here and we're going to continue our conversation about uh, unpacking the lie and replacing the lie that uh, our husbands are the problem, that they are the reason that things aren't as good as they could be. They are the thing that gets in the way from life getting better um, and that we need to kind of see them through that lens. And um, I hope you'll go b- back and listen to the last two episodes. Um, I unpacked uh, a personal story in the first one and kind of some of the lies that culture says in the first episode. And then the next one, I started to talk about um, what our job is, how we can be the wife's God's calling us to be. So we're taking this lie away that men are the problem, that our husbands are the bad thing, and we're replacing it with the truth of um, who God calls us to be as wives. And this all kind of comes from uh, just a personal story where I really struggled to serve my husband the way I was called to when he went through surgery. And I was, yeah, just not a nice person. And I just really want things to be different for me and for you. And so that's why I'm unpacking this in so many episodes. But hey, if you're feeling stuck in this, if you're feeling like you don't know how to make progress in uh, your perspective on your husband and your your marriage, uh, if you're feeling stuck in anxiety, if you're feeling stuck in depression, if you're feeling stuck in any of your relationships, then the Healed Mama Academy is launching so soon, April 17th. I am so excited excited. This is going to help you get unstuck in all of those areas. We really go into every area of your life, every nook and cranny and try and pull up the weeds uh, in the analogy I used in the last episode and try and plant some flowers there. We go first of all, just by helping you get some healthy rhythms. And then we unpack your relationship with God and help you go deeper, help you learn to hear from him. And that's kind of the basis throughout the whole entire program is making sure we're hearing from God. God, making sure we're going deep with God and and sustaining those rhythms all throughout the 16 weeks that we're together. And then, you know, we go into restoration theory and it just is the best theory that just visually helps you understand yourself, understand all of your relationships and get out of them. Get not get out of your relationships. Get out of the unhealthy patterns that you've been stuck in. And uh, the the restoration theory literally gives you four easy steps to rewire your brain, um, and that's based in science. That's not just like you know. A lot of times I do fun steps of like, oh, reflect on this, then do this. No, this is like literal. This will rewire your brain scientifically. So um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and I've seen it work in my own life as I've done, been walking my four steps for like probably a decade now. I can so, so see the transformation in how I see things, how much more quickly I go to a place of peace and how, um, far less I go to that place of spiraling and anger and anxiety and all of those destructive ways that I used to cope with my pain before. And so it has transformed my life. I know it will for yours as well. Um, and just something about being in this program, the accountability, uh, over the 16 weeks, diving in together, having a group to hear from. That's one of the biggest things that people have said is that it has, um, been so life-changing to hear other people's perspective and how they're trying to deal with this content and heal and group coaching every other week on the off weeks, we're going to do Q and a, where I get to do some more teaching based on the questions that you have. 
It's just going to be a great time, tons of accountability. Um, and then we end with talking about your calling and where God is wanting to push you into the world and the mission he has for you. So if you've been hearing me talk about this and you know that it is time to do something more about what you've been feeling, you know, it's time to take action, then don't, don't delay. Like I know for me, I've been needing to go to the doctor. Like I've had some just minor health stuff going on. That's just like getting worse. And I'm like, I just need to go get this all checked out. And I know there's just like big barrier. I still haven't called the doctor. I found the doctor though. That's like a good first step, but like I haven't made that step to call the doctor. And then it just feels like this big barrier. Cause it's like, okay, well, I just got to make the phone call and I also got to schedule it and then I got to make time for the appointment. And so it's like, it's hard to do. I get it. I so get it, but I know I'm going to make that step because I want health in my life. I want to be able to function at my highest capacity. I want to take care of this body and steward it well, this body that God has given me. And so I'm going to take that step. I'm not going to neglect it. The thing with, with that though, is there's no deadline, right? I could push it and push it and, you know, hopefully I won't do that. But here with this, there is a deadline. April 17th, we are beginning this. And so do not miss this chance to heal. I know you want more. God wants more for you. I want more for you. And everyone that has walked through this program have, has shared just amazing results of just how their life has been transformed. Now it's not going to be perfect. I feel like I have to say that every time because it's just reality. We live in a broken, sinful world. We are broken, sinful people. There's going to be pain. There's going to be bad decisions we make after this. Um, but it's going to set you up to be able to navigate all of those moments so much better. And so I hope you'll join me. I'm just going to share another review because I just think they're so impactful. Um, I know they get my heart going. And so I just want to remove all excuses for you. Okay, this is from someone that graduated in the fall of last year, and it says, this academy has truly transformed my life. I discovered Brittany's podcast when I was pregnant, and I became obsessed, and I knew I had to do the academy. I have seen major improvements in my life with my relationship with my husband, child, family, house, and God. I can now easily identify when I am in pain, the truths about me, and how to overcome what triggers me through restoration theory. Every week, we dug deep into heavy topics that I had hidden away in my closet. It was eye-opening to bring those to the light, talk about them, and figure out action steps on how to overcome them. My life is full of much more joy and peace, and I now have an idea on what my calling is. Brittany is full of wisdom and cheer, and it is evident that God has placed her in this field of work because she truly has transformed the lives of many women, including me. I'm always so humbled by these reviews. It's so incredible, but truly it it just gives evidence uh, that God, he's uh, crafted me for this. So I meant to help you walk this journey and that he's just so in the middle of this. That's the the biggest thing we do is invite him into every space that we're doing. And so he has just done some work and I would love to help him do some work in your life. So don't wait any longer. Go and fill out your application. I know it's a commitment, but you're made for this mama. You can do it. Um, if you go to morningmamaacademy.gr8.com, you can click to apply. You can get more information there. Please email me at support at morningmama.co if you have any questions at all. Um, the link is also in the show notes. You can find it in the Facebook group. If you go and search Morning Mama Collective, uh, it's pinned at the top, uh, an announcement. So 
Can't wait to see you there. Morningmamaacademy.gr8 as in the number 8.com. Okay. I am excited to see your application and begin this journey with you. And I'm also excited to finish this episode. Let's go, mamas. Let's talk about what it looks like to be a fruitful wife. Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, I love this topic we're diving into, and I've already talked endlessly about it, and I have six more points for you on how to uh, re-step into the wife you're created to be, how to how to change that lens, how to stop blaming your husband for all of the problems and start actually supporting him, which maybe you don't know that you want to do that, but, but I hope in the last episode, I helped show you that that's what you're created to do, that that Jesus calls us to be a servant of all, that we're to love even our enemies and that um, we're called to have a humble and gentle spirit. And so how can we do this? What does this look like to walk this out? So number two is kind of obvious. However, it is so important. We can't miss it. And this is to pray. So are you praying for your husband? Are you praying regularly for your husband? Are you praying every day for your husband? I know this feels so basic, but I do think it can be easy to miss. I think I struggled to do this for a long time. You know, I would, you know, shoot up prayers here or there. Like when I was really upset, I would, you know, pray when, you know, I, I felt like, oh, maybe this will be a breakthrough moment. I would pray. But was I faithful to pray day in and day out? even when uh, we were just in the mundane parts of our marriage, even when it was just trying to get through and, you know, not out of desperation, but just out of like, let's just keep the train on the tracks, right? So how are you praying? Are you being faithful to pray? And the cool thing is that when we pray, God does two things. One, he moves mountains on our behalf because prayer works, right? The faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain. And so God will absolutely change things through your prayer. He'll change your heart. He'll change your marriage. He'll change your husband's heart. He'll change circumstances. He'll do so many things, right? Like we we know that prayers work, but they also work on another level, which we don't talk about as much. And that is that prayer changes our hearts and our perspectives. And so if you are struggling with this perspective, first of all, yes, pray that God would change your perspective, that he would help uh, remove these lies of culture and help shift to a biblical mindset on what marriage and being a wife looks like. But even just as you pray for your husband, as you pray for strength for him to get through the day, as you pray for um, God's presence to be near to him, as you pray for him to be hungry for the word of God, as you pray protection over him and favor for everything his hand touches, right? As you're praying for him, God will transform how you see him. You're going to be reminded that first and foremost, before he's a husband to you, he's a child of God. Like that's something that humbles me so much, especially when I was really um, stuck in those cycles of anger and it was a lot more frequent. 
something that would really humble me is reminding me that not only is he someone's child, right? Like if we, we think of our sons or daughters and think of someone speaking them speaking to them the way that we have spoken to our husbands at times for some of us, that's like, oh no, you don't talk to my child that way, right? So so first of all, being reminded that our husbands are someone else's children, like, woof, but also children of God. Like, we know how God feels about his kids. Like, we cannot speak to his kids that way. And so when we pray, we're reminded of who our husbands are and that they're ultimately God's and that ultimately because they're God's, he's, he's speaking to them. He is shifting them. It's not our responsibility to do the moving and shifting. That's only something that God can do. And I think that's um, a whole other podcast episode we need to go in depth in because it's so easy to try and orchestrate things to uh, make our husbands change, to try and get them to do certain things, to try and get them fired up for God, for example, like so many different things, right? And and we can so easily tr- manipulate um, to try and do this. And so even as you're praying, that's my encouragement is don't pray prayers of manipulation. Like I think sometimes I would, um, I had these plans for how I thought God should do things, <laughs> how I thought God should show up for my husband and, and call him and change him. And I would give God just like very narrow parameters for what I want, how I wanted him to show up. Like I wanted him. Okay. I think this is the moment. God, I think this is when he's about to change. Okay. Let's, let's, when we go to church at this time, I want you to say this to him. And I would just tell God all of the things that I thought should happen. And now we do need to go into church services and, and uh, into prayer and into life with expectancy and, and hope. And we can ask specific things, but I, I know my heart wasn't in the right place. Like I wanted it for me. I wanted that transformation in the way I wanted it for me. And so as you're praying, just make sure that you are knowing, um, and allowing God space to work and move in his own timing and having faith for that. So you can pray specific prayers. If you know, there's something coming up and you're like, Oh, I think this is going to be great for my husband. Um, but but also know that God has his own plan and don't go into events like hoping that your husband's going to be changed by them. You need to go into events hoping that you're going to be changed by it. Because remember, when you change, it changes the whole fabric of your family, the whole fabric of your marriage. And so we can't just look and say, okay, God, fix this, fix this, fix this. We need to say, okay, God, and, and, you know, when we say fix this, we're pointing outward, pointing at our husbands or, or whatever it is. We need to actually look inward and say, point our fingers at our hearts and say, God, fix this, fix this, fix this. So whenever we go into prayer, make sure you have that kind of mentality. God, fix me. God, fix me. Bless my husband. Help him soften his heart so that he can receive you more. But, but change me, right? Okay. And if you're struggling to know how to pray or, or, or just you're in the middle of this a hard point in your marriage. Uh, there's such an incredible book, uh, the power of a praying wife. And this has some prayers that you can pray over your husband. It's by, um, her first name is stormy. I can't remember her last name, but stormy is such a great unique name. I don't think there's going to be another book titled that with her name. So <laughs> you can go find it. And it's, it's an oldie, but a goodie. And it's just so good to help transform your marriage through prayer. All right. Number three. Okay. So how we're taking back, the biblical stance on our marriage, how we're getting rid of these lies and replacing it with the truth. Number three is to spend time thinking about 
the burden of what your husband carries. So I think it is so easy, at least for me, it's all I can speak for, but it's so easy to think about my burden, to think about how heavy things are for me, to think about how hard it is with the kids, to think about how tired I am, to think about all I have to carry, to think about all I have to do. I, 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 right? It's so easy to look at that. But something that God has been convicting me of recently is that I haven't been thinking enough about the burden that my husband carries. You know, for our family, he is the main provider, like usually the only provider. And I just for so long didn't think about the weight of that burden because I didn't have to. You know, now I know it's different for some of you. And so we're going to talk about that. Like I think in all of this, you need to ask yourself what burden of my husband's am I missing? What burden of my husband's am I uh, not having to carry and and I'm forgetting to look for? And so, you know, for me in in missing um, this, this burden he was carrying, I, I didn't even think about the pressure that that comes with. You know, God is our ultimate provider and he's a good father that takes care of his kids. And if, if you tithe um, and use wisdom in your finances, he promises to provide for you. And also <laughs> when you're the one that is bringing in the money and, and, need clothes for your kids and food for your kids and a house for your kids and your wife and right all of these things gosh that comes with a lot of pressure because you know what if something happens at your job what if this doesn't happen what if you know is this the right decision for our family because we don't know what's going to happen in the future and there's just such a pressure with that or even just like you know for me i don't have to make money and so i'm allowed to be free to do whatever I want. And, and I've been able to fully step into what I think God is calling me to do, which is working in ministry, which currently I'm not making money for. And then doing this podcast, which most so far hasn't brought in a ton of money. And so I, but I'm allowed to do that because I have that freedom from carrying that burden. Now I do have to take care of the kids. And if they're sick, I stay home with them. I've got to figure out how to, to finagle childcare and all of that. But I have that freedom. My husband, while I want him to go and pursue his interests and his passions and what God's calling to him fully, there's a little bit more of a barrier there because he has to provide, right? God is the provider, but my husband can't just like quit and start school, right? Because then we, we wouldn't have an income. Like there's, there's so much that gets in the way of him being able to freely do that. And so I didn't even think about the burden that he carries with that and, and having to work a job day in, day out that sometimes he likes and sometimes he loves and sometimes he doesn't like, right? Versus sometimes I don't have as much of that pressure because I have more freedom in choosing what I'm going to do. Now, mama, I, I know that the burden you are carrying is also very big. It takes a physical toll. It takes an emotional toll. It takes a spiritual toll. It's a lot. And so I'm not saying to think about how much your husband's carrying and not at all recognize the burden you're carrying. You are carrying a burden, but so is your husband. And sometimes when our burdens are so big and so heavy and it's such a hard season, it can be so hard to take our eyes off of what we're carrying because we just want to focus on that. We just want help for our burden. We just want sympathy, empathy for our burden. 
And we can't get our eyes off it enough to think about what our husband through. And this is something that's so important. And I think that's even why, like when my husband had the vasectomy that I was, I was struggling is because, you know, I had to then take care of the kids all weekend. And usually the weekend is like, oh, okay, I can breathe, right? Like my husband's home. Oh, what a relief, right? And that weekend, it, that's not how it was because he had to rest. And so, but I was at just this point because we have, you know, a almost newborn, a four month old, along with a two year old and a four year old. And it was like, I just felt like I was at the brink of like, okay, I can get through my week, but I don't know if I can do much more than that. And so I felt like when I suddenly had to take on more, I just goes pushed over the edge. Now it's not an excuse, right? This is why it is important that we are going to God with our burdens and asking other people for help. And so we need to be in prayer over our our burdens, asking God to lighten them, asking God to give us wisdom for them. Um, because this is what God promises. This is Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Most of you have probably heard this, but it's just so good. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So gosh, God just describes this life where it's it's light and easy. Now, if we read about the characters throughout scripture, we know this doesn't mean we're sitting back with our feet kicked up on the couch, and that, that's not what light and easy means. God means that when we follow him and we're, we're in relationship with him in and out of every day, he's going to give us strength to get through it. He's going to give us rest in the middle of it, right? Literally in the middle of the chaos of motherhood, he's going to give us rest. And so we've got to figure out how to find that rest in the middle of it. Like I just even think of Paul, I'm reading in Acts right now. It's such a great book. And you know, Paul is just so gung-ho for Jesus. Like there's this one point, I can't remember what chapter it is, but uh, he wants to go to Jerusalem. But all of the the Pharisees and Sadducees are in upheaval over him because he's preaching the gospel of, of Jesus and they do not like it and they want to kill him. And everyone is is telling him, like essentially it says it's they're prophesying to him that he shouldn't go to Jerusalem because he's going to be killed. And Paul is like, Nope, I know what God has told me, and so that's there's even more depth there with about how to make sure you're you're um, weeding through prophecy. But like Paul's like nothing is gonna stop me. I, I am gonna keep charging forward, and so there's example after example of how Paul just keeps charging forward for the gospel, and so his life is clearly not like laid back on the couch and really. A life laid back on the couch would actually not be fulfilling. It'd be nice for a minute, maybe a week, maybe. And then it would just lead to death, lead to nothing, right? Like, so so that's not what God's calling us to. That's not what he means by a light and easy yoke. What, we, what he means is resting with him in the middle of, of messy purpose-making. Like the middle of raising our kids, one of the highest callings and purpose He's right there in the middle of it. And in the mess, he gives us the lightness and the rest. And so we've got to figure out how to find that kind of relationship with God because we can't expect our husbands to carry our burdens. Now we are supposed to carry each other's burdens and help each other through it. But what I mean by that is we can't expect our husbands to to fix it all, right? Like they can't be the provider and take care of all the kids and do all these things, right? Like 
all of us have our own burdens to carry. And, and I need, I need to find that verse, but there's a verse about carrying your own pack. You need to be carrying your own pack and then you help each other take their packs too. And so we need to make sure we're able to carry our own pack. And if you don't know how to do that, come join me in the Academy. That is absolutely something that we work through as we, as we go through the course, as we go through the content is really learning how to have that kind of relationship with God, where we can breathe in the middle of chaos. My favorite song right now is, um, I think it's Maverick city worship and it's Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaking. I have never been more glad because I put my faith in Jesus He's never let me down. I think I missed a verse there, but that's the essence of it is no matter what is happening around us, we're on a solid bed of rock. And so you've got to figure out how to get your life with God in that rhythm or everything is going to feel like it's crumbling on top of you. So come join me and we'll, we'll work through that together. But either way, got to figure that out. So figure out how to carry your burdens, spend some time thinking about the burden your husband carries. And then you're going to move to step number four, ask your husband how he's doing. So this should be a regular occurrence. If it's not already, you need to have a space weekly, at least where you are face to face with your husband and you ask him how he's doing in a way where he really has time to unpack that, where he feels safe. He feels like you really want to know. He feels like he can open up to you and you have to create that space. And if, if you guys haven't had that kind of space before a relationship together, it's going to take some time to build that, but, but you've got to lean in and listen. And you can even ask specifically, Hey, what does your burden feel like right now? Like, what are you struggling with? What does it feel like to carry the weight of what you have? Like you can ask him those specifics. And ultimately what you need to do is get him to talk about that and listen without thinking about yourself. Because I know how easy it is when someone, the other spouse starts talking about what they're struggling with. Oh my gosh, I didn't sleep enough. Oh my gosh, there's so much work to do. Oh my gosh, I feel overwhelmed by the house. Oh my goodness, I feel so tired and run down by the kids right now, right? Like whatever it is, it's so easy to hear what they're saying. And all you're hearing is how you have it worse and how they have no idea what you're carrying and how they have no idea what your day looked like. That is not helpful. That is destructive. And I get it. I have done it many a times. That's why I can tell you in depth about how it works. I've been there, but that will not lead to any kind of intimacy, not lead to any kind of teamwork. And so you've got to, like I said, deal with those burdens so you can be present to then listen to your husband and listen without thinking of yourself. What you're doing as you're listening is you're going to think about how you can serve him better. You're going to think about how you can love him better. You're going to think about how you want to help him not be overwhelmed, how you can help him. You need, that's what I want you to think of when you're listening. Huh? I wonder what I could do to help. Now, sometimes they don't want help and that's okay too, but I don't want you to think through the lens of, oh, comparison, like, oh, well, you didn't, you feel like you didn't sleep. I was up with the kids last night. Really? You didn't sleep? Okay. Both of you maybe didn't sleep. That's okay. That's possible. And the reality is some people need more sleep than others. And I know that's a hard reality to swallow, believe me, but my husband genuinely needs more sleep than I do. And I've come to that realization because I can go to bed after him, wake up before him and feel better than him, which really, if you look at it, that's a blessing. I am blessed by a body that functions like that. Gosh, that's hard for him that he sleeps that much and still feels yucky. 
right? Like what a blessing that I have this kind of body. And we need to get that kind of perspective going instead of this comparison game. And I get it for so long when I would ask him this question, I would be stuck in that. I could only think of what I was feeling and I couldn't be present with him. But God has slowly been chipping away at my heart, and I feel like I've made a little bit of progress here, at least at times. And so I know you can too, Mama, if God has given me that progress. And so that leads us to number five. And so it might take you some time to get here, so just be patient with yourself, but keep fighting for this. And number five is to get creative about how you can help him. Um, And here's what I mean by helping. So I'm just going to give you an example. One of our recent conversations, my husband was sharing about how he was just struggling, that he just felt so heavy about work. There's just a ton going on. And when he comes home, there's so much to do in the house and it's overwhelming and it's just all so much. And honestly, like I'm feeling pretty similarly in this season. Now, the thing is, I actually have more that fills my cup up because I get to do this business and I get to be on a team in ministry and, and like those fill me up. But I'm also feeling so overwhelmed by trying to take care of the kids and be present with them and give enough attention to each of them and trying to figure out the house and this laundry system that's still not working and dishes and and figuring it all out, right? And so I easily could have, have slipped into that old mindset, but I instead was like, okay, if he is feeling this way, I asked him, okay, so why do you think you're feeling that way? Like what has changed? And he shared, he feels like he's just not working near what he was because he's been, you know, staying in the mornings to help the, get the kid kids off to school and to childcare. And, and then he's been coming home early to, to help cook dinner and get the kids to bed just in this new season of having three kids that's been happening a lot more often. And so I realized, and I've been fighting with, for him to be home for so long because I wanted his help and it was so hard with three and I've been fighting for that, but I realized, okay, it's time to let go. And I was like, Hey, let's make a plan so that you can get into work early. Now here's where I got creative because I knew I was still feeling pretty overwhelmed and I knew he was. And so, yes, I could have just said, yes, going to work early and I could have sucked it up. I could have done it and been resentful. I also could have done it and just been like, Oh, this is hard but it's going to be fine. But what I did, and I mean, this was really God, I'm not this smart, but oh, God helped me think of a creative solution. And I was like, okay, babe, what about this? You know, I was just about to start um, a, a short fast before uh, Healed Mama Academy starts. And so I said, okay, what if for the next 21 days, we held each other accountable and we got up at five and we went to bed by nine and we got in a short workout and quiet time in the morning. And this is just going to set us up for success. And it helped me to think about it in that way because I was giving him, then he could go into work early right after, you know, we woke up. And so that allowed him to go into work early, but then it got me up so I could get more done in my day, got me to bed on time. And then I had his accountability. And so he was helping me at the same time because I had his accountability to make sure that I was up on time and in bed on time because I've been struggling to get that that early rhythm. It's so tempting to stay up late. I know so many of you can relate to that. Um, And so I was so excited by this. Now, here's the thing. I don't know that he's actually going to do it. He wasn't so sure about it and that's okay. But you know what it did is now he's going to go into work early. So he's getting what he needs. He's getting more time at work. And now I 
am already on this trajectory. I already told him I was doing it. I'm not backing out now. (laughs) Even if he doesn't do it with me, I am now accountable to it. And so now I have set myself up as well with his accountability and that I am now going to be able to be prepared for my day because I'm getting up early. I'm setting this healthy rhythm for myself. And so figure out sometimes how you guys could do this as a team. Like, what could that look like? Try and get creative. Try and get a little bit out of the box because I genuinely like am excited for this now. Started for the first time today, so I'll tell you how I feel in a week or two. But it was great today. It was hard to get up, but I worked out before my day started. I was all showered and ready by the time the kids got up. I had had a great quiet time. Like, it was phenomenal. And so I am genuinely excited and I got the kids ready just fine for school because I I planned ahead of time. I, everything was, was set ahead of time. And so see how you can work as a team and both get what you need. And that kind of brings us to number six is ask for help. Like, have you ever tried just asking, not out of resentment, not out of just wanting him to take it all? Have you ever asked just humbly? And, you know, sometimes we think we ask, but we just are complaining about something. We're not actually asking. So what if he says something like this? Hey, babe, I need your help figuring out something. I am really struggling with blank. Maybe it's like, for example, getting the kids out of the house in the morning. And then you could say, do you have any ideas? Toby's here being my little helper right now. He woke up early from his nap. So say hi to him. (laughs) Um, Do you have any ideas how to help me? Is there any way? And then you could see if he has any ideas. And then you could even say, if he doesn't have ideas, you you could have an idea. Say like, well, is there any way that you could help me with blank? For example, packing the lunches at night or doing the dishes before everyone goes to bed. Like, Would you be able to do those? Like, think about those things that would just be so pivotal for you that maybe your husband is already good at or likes to do more than other chores and just see if he could be consistent with it and and tell him, like, if you do that, that would help me so much. And you don't have to exaggerate. Like, I know how those little things just set your whole day up for success. And so, like, don't be afraid to have those conversations. You just also got to do that for him because you guys are a team and he is carrying a burden. Okay, so go and ask for help in a loving way, not being critical, not saying I have more than you. You're just asking for help as a teammate. Okay. All right. Here's the last one. Number seven. Just remember that he brings different gifts to the table. You know, I used to just want my husband to do to do exactly what I did. Like if I was waking up at night, you know, my first big child, like I wanted him to wake up too, even though I was breastfeeding, but I was like, no, this is going to be good. You're going to use a bottle. Even though I had to pump, like it just didn't make sense. And it's only been over the years that I've started to recognize that we just have different gifts. We have different things to offer. The fact that he is an amazing provider, I do not have that ability right now. Like he, he gives so much. He's also an amazing cook. He's amazing at the dishes, right? Like, and And each of the burdens we carry is so different. And so I think sometimes we get stuck in this comparison where we're like, we need to compare it or it needs to measure 50-50. No, there's no way to measure it 50-50 because it's, it's different than what you bring. The burdens are different. The weight of the burdens are different. And so you can't compare them. And so you need to recognize that what both of you brings to the table is good and needed for this teamwork. 
to be a great team, right? Like how can you guys be a better team together? And what, like, think about it. How to be a good teammate. One of the most key elements to being a good teammate is recognizing the gifts of the other people in your group. And if you're wanting all of the other people in your group to do exactly what you want to do, that's not going to be a very good team, right? You guys are like all going to like the same parts. You actually want them to be different. You want them to bring different elements. And so think about like what your husband has to offer and have conversations with him about that, how you guys can be a more effective team and celebrate the differences. All right, mom, I hope that has shifted your perspective. And I I just pray that you can fight for a different perspective because like, let's be honest, if you're looking for, for ways that people are falling short, whether it's your husband or anyone else, you will always find them always. And so if you keep looking, you're going to keep finding it and you're going to focus on that. And it's just going to lead to destruction in your marriage. So shift the script, try and start looking for the good that is there, the gifts that are there, how you guys can work together better as a team. And there is so much fruit in that. And Hey, even if it's a hard situation, even if he's not supportive or whatever that looks like, Don't forget what you're called to as a wife. Don't forget what it it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. And I'm just reminded of Paul in Philippians 4.13 that says, I have learned to be content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So take that as your belt of truth and stand upon it and be the wife that you are called to be and it will transform your home and your life, right? Like if you can get that perspective on, that's going to transform everything. Don't forget what I ask my kids every day. There's only one person that's going to decide if you have a good day or a bad day. And that is you. All right, let me pray for you, mama. God, I just pray for every mama that's listening. God, I thank you for her heart that's ready to grow and change. I, I pray you would help all of us to be more teachable. God, I thank you for the bedrock of your truth that we can stand firm upon, Lord. And I just pray that all of these lies that culture has spoken into us, God, that you would just replace those lies with your truth, God. You would give us freedom in that truth. God, I just pray that our marriages would be transformed as we allow your truth to change us, God. I pray we would all just be the wives, God, that you've called us to be and that we would have those gentle, humble spirits, God, and the beauty from the inside out, God. And so we just thank you that you're transforming us. We thank you that it's never too late, God. There's always hope, Lord. And so we just we just wait upon you and we pray that um, this would just help us bind us closer together with our husbands. We would be better teammates. We would be uh, more intimate than ever, God. We just thank you for your truth. And then whenever we follow your truth, God, goodness follows, Lord. And hope follows, God. And change and transformation follows. And so we're ready for that, God. We invite it into our lives. And um, we just wait upon you. We praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. 
I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.